Welcome back to the Role Players, and today we have a special guest. Daniel, can you imagine who our special guest could be? It's it's college football time. Are you excited for college football? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So so today, not excited about this next little brief part. Not right, the interview, part, but this brief part you've decided is right. necessary. We so I, I feel like this this person is one of our super fans yeah. that we're about to bring on, and yeah. uh, I kind of give it away. She. Um, she not only is a, a super fan of ours, she's also a super fan of the North Avenue Trade School, also known as Georgia Tech. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Welcome. Jenna, redheaded Jenna Samples. Jenna, how are you today? I'm just teaching, living the dream. How about y'all? I'm, uh, we're good. Did that music bring, was that music to your ears or was that? Uh... Well, that was pretty weak, but I mean. <laughs> I had the same thought. <laughs> okay, at least it's it wasn't a, just me. It was a Georgia Tech fight song. I mean, that was... hey, bro, I hear you, but you gotta. I mean, if you're gonna be a rambling, gambling, hell of an engineer, you gotta really bring it out. You know. I mean, that was that's. Look, don't take it out on me. That's your band. All right. Look here. Among all the other things. Live, get... live with us, our 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 good super fan, Georgia Tech super fan, Jenna Samples, also setting a record for the most interviews. Yes. Hey, I'm. I am, I'm in. I've now doubled my total. I like number it. Two. Number two. Twice as much <laughs> as anybody else, too. Well, well, you know, I was I was walking around church, and, and one of our one of our fans who's not on social media said, we got to get redheaded Jenna back on the show. Uh, uh, the, you going to out who that actually is? Absolutely not, uh, because okay. that would be awkward, right? Okay, right. Yeah, it, got it. Was, it. it was Jenna's dad. He it said, was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he said you got to get. Accosted Art at church. You got to get Jenna back. That's on the way to get on. That's I mean, one way. So, uh, so, so, uh, there you have. All right. It. Well, let me just tell y'all something. Go ahead. I did not listen to your ACC preview because yeah. I didn't want to hear a bunch of bull crap. Yeah, you would have met, you heard Art talking about how Georgia Tech was going to win the Coastal. Well, here's the thing. I did not want to be skewed by your UGA ness or Art's. Miami-ness. Miami ness, which is which is so, cr- crazy because I, I did pick Georgia Tech to win the to, to well, win I'm the glad coastal. Somebody needs to. No, you're not missing much, missing our ACC <laughs> no, preview though. It was it like tomorrow. eight sentences. I just wanna, I'm just going to get that out there in the open. That I went ahead and said I'm not going to go ahead last week. I'm going to forego last week so that you know we can go ahead and talk about my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets who are going to just rock it this year. I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. All right. So let's just jump into it right now because it's getting deep in here, talking about tech rocking it. How We got some interview questions because we wanted to interview we wanted to interview you. I know we just kind of talked trash last, but we want to have a little bit more formality this year. Okay. All right. Let's do it. So, Jenna, how did you become a Georgia Tech fan? Look here. My granddaddy is a tech grad. My daddy is a tech grad. I was a tech fan. I mean, I'm talking about nine months before I was born, I was at tech games. So growing up, like, we cheered for two teams a week, tech and whoever was playing Georgia. Um, And they actually, my parents have a really cute picture of all of us in, like, Final Four shirts. Uh, I think it was 1991. Uh final four shirts when tech went to the final four and mine is a onesie like i was teeny you know um but i actually i mean legit like my mom took me to my first georgia tech football game i was like they wore me in the little baby carrier 
Like it was my mom and dad's first date was to a tech football game. So like this is serious in our household and the women take it far more serious than the men do. Let me just tell you this in our family. <laughs> I can vouch for that. I have been around the women in your family. Heard uh, that. <laughs> all right. So the next question I, I had, I had to ask because we had, Daniel has shown me pictures of some very strange game day experiences in, in this kind of rolls over in the to tailgate traditions, but right. like, but like the university of North Carolina, they're, they're fans. They're very strange how they tailgate. Like, uh, they're very formal, extremely formal, very. Oh yeah. Well, and you know, at UVA, they do crazy stuff too. But for, for us, we want to know what is a tech game day experience like, and what is, what are, are there any tailgate traditions or, or must do must see things down on, on North Ave? Yes, but I wouldn't say on North Ave. Okay. Um, I would say on campus, definitely. But North Ave is not really where you want to hang. Um, well, and I'll say this. There are two very different game day experiences you're going to have at Georgia Tech. Number one, half our dang games are noon kickoffs. And so those are not fun no. game day experiences because you're like, oh, great. Let's, you know, like have breakfast and then drive to the stadium. No, that's um, not, come on now. Let's go to the library and study and then go to the stadium. That thing, well, that ain't my, hey, look here. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. That is never, that's not true. Okay. <laughs> we got, we have some fun. Okay. They do have to go to class as witnessed by the article. I've linked to you and Daniel on Twitter this week, but um, I will say we, we like tailgating and um, Trent and I, when, let's see, when we started dating, we would tailgate um, over near um, Georgia Tech Research Institute. But most of the tailgating happens closer to the student center. But one of my favorite game day traditions on the Tech campus is that there are certain places around the campus, like at the Campanile and at the student center and a couple of other places that at different intervals of time leading up to the game, the band shows up at the different tailgating places, um, which is kind of cool. And then, you know, they make a run towards the stadium and they run into the stadium and they play on the stadium stairs and then run in into the stadium. Um, but that's just kind of cool. And it's, you know, one of those things growing up that like my dad would take us to games and we'd make sure, you know, at an hour and a half or however, long it was before that you know they were going to be at the student center that we would make sure we were at the student center so we could hear the band and um you know we just always liked those kind of things but we still if you're walking into the stadium with my dad he's going to be above those stadium stairs to see the band before we go into the stadium gotcha so let me ask you a question so going to the varsity is not in 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 the in the mix for a pregame tradition well yes and no there's there have been a lot of games in my life, which I will say this. My parents now tailgate before the games because they bought an RV so that they can, you know, invite the whole family. And we have a big tailgate experience. And I will say this about the Georgia Tech campus and tailgate experience. It's far more family friendly than a lot of the away games I've been to, let's say, on our tech campus. Like, you can show up with a kid and not have to worry. Um, but... Uh, we have done a lot of eating at the varsity before games, but I would say more like my dad's been a Georgia tech basketball season ticket holder my whole life. And we hit the V 
pretty hard before and after basketball games. So yeah, because not many people are tailgating basketball, right? I mean, no. Well, if it's a if it's a big game, (laughs) um, yes. But they did more like back in the day of Alexander Memorial and like when we were good. What what is the atmosphere on the Thursdays when you play? I've always wondered if it's oh, the man. same. Oh man, let me tell you something. Thursday night games and Saturday night games in Atlanta is the most fun and the craziest you're ever going to see a campus. And uh I will say this, like there've been several Thursday night games and Saturday night games and that is a really fun experience. Um it's you know, it's nice, typically nice weather, even if it's cool, it's you know, still like you're not like Arctic, like you're in Pittsburgh or something. And, uh, you know, there's a gajillion people around. I mean, it's a really fun experience. I, I, Truly. I, I can echo that. I've been, uh, I've been at, uh, Bobby Dodd for a, a Thursday night game. I think one of the coolest things to me, Jenna, on a, that you have the energy of that night game. Normally it's a nationally, te- nationally televised. Oh yeah. Game. It's typically, yeah. And it's typically a big game. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and that's a double-edged sword for Tech because typically we schedule our big games. You know, one of our big ACC opponents is going to be that Thursday night game because they want to have a big Thursday night ACC game, and we either end up looking real good or real bad on the national stage. So <laughs> well, Thursday night games are like that and for, for everyone, yeah. NFL, with a short turnaround. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. hard to see teams look great on Thursday nights. It doesn't happen very often. Yeah, but I will say the night game, I mean, I wish for tech's sake that we would get on the roll and, uh, you know, get to where a little further in our season, hey, if we have have a winning record, we ought to be scheduling night games at Bobby Dodd. Because let me tell you something, there is nothing like being in the heart of the city, dark as all get out around, and those lights are blazing and the stadium full of people. Um, I'm thinking of particularly some whiteout games of recent years, um, and that's just really fun. I mean, it's just super-duper fun, especially Trent and I used to have season tickets in the south end zone just beside the student section, and it was rocking down there. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, like you said, kind of the, the backdrop the backdrop to the stadium also. You're right in the heart of Midtown. <clears throat> Uh, Midtown Atlanta, uh, you've got, uh, if you're on the uh, west side of the stadium, you can see the you know, Bank of America Tower and the other Midtown buildings. Just a, a pretty, it's a unique setting. I won't, I won't call it the best setting because I think uh, Mr. Allen might have uh, something to the contrary to, to that, that setting. But just, you know, how often do you get a college uh, that has an outdoor stadium right in the heart of a, a, a large metropolis? Uh, just a very unique setting for Georgia Tech. Um, oh yeah. So Jenna, let's switch gears a little bit. And once again, for those listening to the role players, uh, we've got on the line with us, our super fan, Jenna samples, uh, Georgia tech super fan. Also, uh, Jenna, what, what's the outlook for the season? Who are some of the players to watch? What can you tell us about the 2018 edition of the Georgia tech yellow jackets? Okay. Well, you know that I believe, I mean, I believe in defense and we got us a new defensive coordinator, Nate Woody and boy, howdy, am I excited to see it. Um, I think there's a ton going for our program this year with the rollout of the new Adidas contract. We've got a brand new locker room. They're starting to work on a really cool weight room expansion. Um, They're just doing a lot of positive things towards the tech. And I think the players are buying in. I think that um, if you listen to the 
players, um, you know, once a week or whatever, when they let them have some media availability after their camp workouts, the defensive players are just truly excited about what's happening and what direction we're going in. And, um, of course, Ted Roof was a, a tech guy. Um, and, I mean, nothing nothing should be said negatively about him or his character, but I think he was super-duper smart and wanted to put in a really complex defensive scheme. And kids uh, specifically playing in a really fast-paced ACC, you know, defense, they need to just react and, and go get somebody. And so I think that's kind of what we're moving towards, and everybody's really excited about moving towards some – you know, a lot more blitz packages. I mean, Trent and I, are, my husband and I keep talking about how we're kind of hoping we get back to some of those John Tenuta days of where people were scared of Georgia Tech's defense. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. And I'll tell you one thing, you need to remember the name Brent Mitchell and you need to remember Bruce Jordan Swilling because those are going to be the linebackers you're hearing about and they're going to be a, a very much difference makers. Brent is kind of our leader and He's uh, just kind of a cool kid all around. He's a civil engineering major, plays the banjo. So my husband has like a little bit of a, like a man crush thing going on with him. But he is just a good, solid kid who truly, I think, gets it. Um, and uh, he's just, I mean, when you hear him talk about it, he's hes fired up to play. And every teammate you hear talk about him talks about just how incredible of a human he is. Um, and they've instituted something they call the hustle tape, which I love because I'm like Rudy, like five foot, nothing, a hundred, nothing with no athletic talent, but boy, how do do I hustle? And I appreciate people who celebrate kids that hustle. And so that's kind of one of those things. And they say Brant Mitchell is on the hustle tape every day in practice. And I like that. So I'm excited to see our new defense. I mean, we're going to be same old, same old on the offense. We're running the crazy option and we're going to, I mean, we're married to it now. Paul Johnson had another uh, contract extension. So uh, I am excited to see Taquan Marshall and see what he can do and kind of have another year under his belt and see what Brad Stewart can do. Brad Stewart's going to be, you know, Ricky June was our receiver of last year. We're kind of the receiver factory. We just crank them out. You know, once a year we send a, another NFL caliber receiver. But Brad Stewart's really, they say he's going to be a really have a breakout year this year, which I'm excited to see. Fair enough. Uh, Jenna, um, we talked about you, you mentioned Paul Johnson. What's the uh, is 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 he on the hot seat? I know he got an extension, but is, oh, what's he's the ex- not on the dang hot seat. But Look what's here. the expectation of legitimately? What's the expectation of Georgia Tech? Uh, you, if you talk to Georgia fans, whether they're disillusioned or not, um, Kirby Smart has them believing that they should be in the national title game year in and year out. Uh, so as the the, the second, I, I would say the second best college football institution at currently, Georgia Tech. You know, you got Georgia, who I think right now – You're saying in the state. In the state, yeah, sure. For all intents and purposes, they're the big dog. We, we understand that, no pun intended. And then Tech is number two. What's the expectation? Is it, hey, we just want to go uh, 10, and, 10, uh, 10 and 2 every year, that would be great, or, or hey, we want to compete. We can compete with the likes of Florida State, uh, Miami, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, Clemson, et cetera. I mean, look at our record. We're not playing cupcakes. If you look at our right now, preseason poll, we're going to play the number two team in the nation, the number three team in the nation, number eight team in the nation, number 20 team in the nation. And I would venture to say, I'm going to make a bold prediction. 
But by the time we get to Duke, Duke's going to be ranked. So that's five probably top 25 teams right there that we're going to play. And we play all them every year. So I don't, I mean, I don't know what people have their, you know, knickers in a twist about with Paul Johnson. Yeah, he's had two rough years. Both of those years, A, last year, I would venture to say, had we played Central Florida, we would have beat them and would have had a winning record. But um, mm, That's bold. Well, and, I mean, you can agree or disagree, but they didn't <laughs> want to play us. We tried three different times to reschedule them or invite them to our house, and they didn't want to play us. So what does that say to you? We tried everything we could to get them to play us so we could have a winning record. Um, and if you look at it, a bunch of the games we lost were just crazy games you know which could have gone in the opposite way so i mean i think if you look at it legitimately um people outside of the program i feel like want to put paul johnson on a hot seat just because you know he's at a power five conference school and has had two bad years in the past four but at the same point i think the year we went terrible three and eight we had so many dang injuries i mean no college program would have survived what we survived you know went through and then i think last year was a crazy year we lost some fluke games and then we didn't get to play our 12th game and that's frustrating but i mean that's nothing really a coach can do um but i will say this i he has one of the highest graduation rates of any coach and i think that's big to our fan base and our alumni um i think that he, he um really has bought into what we call the total person package, which our, our alumni and our athletic department really pushes. Um, he really um, is recruiting kids to a school that he's kind of already behind the eight ball in that you, it don't matter where you're going, you're going to take calculus at Georgia Tech. And I think there's a bunch of kids who just, boom, not going to do it. And I think he's finally going to have a uh, athletic contract that is worth something so he has kids who actually want to come play and wear Adidas gear whereas I think the Russell really um, worked against Georgia Tech for, for a long time so I don't think he's on the hot seat I think maybe some people outside think he is but I'm here to tell you they're not, our athletic director is I mean signed sealed delivered on Paul Johnson so he ain't moving uh, and, and I think you know the the athletic gear uh contract is big deal for tech uh, you know and no no offense to to russell but you're kind of moving from the jv level to the varsity level oh, with I, that. was anyone is there any other power five school that that wears russell that, uh, that was like a laughing I think there's two two fbs schools but nobody uh, uh nobody in the power five right that was that was a good move <laughs> that was long overdue <laughs> yeah and i mean that's just one of those things that that i mean this administration this coach this athletic director none of these people had anything to do with signing i mean they signed like a 15-year russell contract <laughs> it's the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> keep single-handedly keeping russell afloat i mean goodness <laughs> I mean, high school kids would not wear Russell. I'm here to tell you. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just crazy. But, I mean, I think the Adidas thing is good. I think the new locker room thing is big. I think there's a lot of positives and a lot of positive momentum. Um, and I think there's a ton to build off of um, from last year, truly. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you can't refute that we play hard teams. I mean, we never have a get. You know, there's some teams where you're like, Dude, you don't play anybody. Of course you're ranked. You know, so, whereas Georgia Tech is never able to say that. We play somebody all the time, every year, no matter what. 
Sure. And, and to your point, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, Miami, you know, the Miami game last year, you, you guys lose on the last play of the game. Kind of a, I, I won't call it. Dude, in miserable it, conditions. The Duke game, miserable conditions. Miami game, miserable conditions. We, you know, took Tennessee to two overtimes. It could have been worse. <sighs> you know, I just think there's a lot. I'm still not over that game. Yes. <laughs> but I still think, you know, I mean, truly, you can make the argument that Tech could have been an eight-win season right there on sure, those three games. Sure, those, those games could go either way. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. But I would – can I pop in here on Duke real quick? I know I'm not a Duke expert, but one of my favorite kids in all of America is Britton Brown, and I just want y'all to know he's going to have a breakout year. Britton, people are not going to be able to stop him. Britton Brown uh, – he and his brother Blaze, the pride of Cherokee High School well, in Canton, I'm proud Georgia. Of Jenna and Trent samples because we taught them in Sunday school, oh. and they are two of the best human beings on the planet. Well, and you know, Blaze is—he's listed right now as the number seven ranked DB going into the NFL draft this year. And do you know that he has the most picks per game of any DB right now in FBS? You are dropping some knowledge on the role players tonight. That is. I did not know that. Daniel, did you yeah. know that? Did not. Well, I'm here to tell you, and Britton, his little brother, who's a man-child, amazing kid, um, broke my heart when he went to Duke over Tech because those were his top two choices because dude wants to, like, be a doctor one day. Like, he's kind of a genius, too. Um, he, I mean, he's going to have a breakout year. People are not going to be able to stop him. So, I just, I mean – you know, me, my little mama heart, I'm just praying that they stay healthy and can really show people what they can do. But there's nothing like the Saturday last year when Britton puts up 100 yards and his brother beats LSU in the same day. I mean, if I was his, if their mama, I would just have died right there. And once again, that's Blaze Brown at Troy University. At and, Troy University and Britton, and Britton at, at Duke. Duke. Yes. Thank, thanks for dropping some knowledge. Jenna, let's jump back to Tech. I know Daniel is really excited about talking about Georgia Tech I know. Tech tonight. Daniel just, he's beside himself, you know? <laughs> I'm giddy. I couldn't sleep last night. <laughs> I bet. Can you tell us, you, you talked a little bit about the your your a couple of players, but what what is what is your expectation of this season? I, I know you said, and it, there's no denying, you guys do have an extremely difficult schedule. And, uh, yeah, bro. And... Uh, <laughs> What is your expectation, though, is it in terms of wins, losses, bold? I mean, it, all right. Here's my here's year. okay. This. In in my heart, in my heart, I want to say that we're going to be nine and three come the end. You know, come November. But I think in my head, I'm going to say we're going to be eight and four. Okay. My husband says we're going to be seven and five because he is a pessimist. Uh, but. I would call those realistic between, I would say between seven and nine wins is realistic for Tech. I yeah. think. Well, no, I think, I truly believe in my heart, there is a absolute real deal possibility we could come out nine and three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point, you're looking at winning the Coastal. You're looking at, you know, I mean, if you win the ACC championship, you ought to be in that four-game playoff. Um, you know, and so I think those are realistic goals. And I mean, if you ask Paul Johnson every year, they want to win the Coastal. They want to play for an ACC championship. You know, he don't really go any further and say we want to play for a national championship. Nothing less would be, you know, a you know loser of a season or whatever. But, I mean, I think Tech ought to have that goal to be in the mix for the Coastal. And, I mean, for the most part, 
if you look back historically, we're, I mean, we're in the mix most of the time. Um, I will say, I think the coastal certainly is a harder of the two divisions, just like in the SEC, it's very clear that there's one side that's harder than the other. Mm. But I would, I would venture to say that they, uh, Florida State would, would probably argue about the tougher of the two divisions. Okay, you got two choices on the other side, Florida State or Clemson. One of the two of them is going to be the on that side, is going to win out. There's no question. Now, is NC State going to try to pretend like they might have a chance this year? Yeah. <laughs> Some of them. <laughs> Some of them might. Okay, but I mean, but, but everybody in the draft last year. Yeah, but I think your your, your point is is valid. You you've got uh, Miami, and, and I, Virginia and, Tech, and Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech, and Duke, who doesn't stink anymore. That's the I problem. Just, I have a hard time putting Duke in that conversation year in and year well, out. Well, you're gonna be wrong because I guarantee you, come October, they're gonna be ranked. All right, we got a, a, a Cutcliffe disciple over here. Well, I ain't a Cutcliffe disciple. I'm just telling you. They did not lose as many people as everybody else in the ACC. They're going to be older. They're going to be more experienced. And they're, I mean, they're going to be a pretty good football team. All right. I'm not, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't argue. I can't argue that. Um, looking at the, the Georgia Tech schedule, you guys open up, uh, like most Division One programs, with a, a powerhouse, uh, Alcorn State. Oh, yeah, juggernaut. Uh, <laughs> Um, you Steve know, McNair school. It is. Uh, you get uh, South Florida. You know, you travel. That's going to be a rough game right there. A noon kick in Tampa. Oh. Or my, is it Tampa? Yeah, yeah it's Tampa. it's in Tampa. Uh, right. Florida geography is yeah, baffles you have my a mind. Ton of 12, 12, 30, 12. That's brutal. It's, but you know what? I think it's a it's one of those things that you either embrace it or. Yeah you you know run from it and like nothing will make a georgia fan matter than a noon kick right it's the worst the only (laughs) positive is that you don't have to wait all day but then it's always uh i i can't stand noon kickoffs yeah and then you're tailgating and you're it's like 7 a.m and you're trying to drink and it's like this is this is sad (laughs) with my omelet and your right i mean that's just this like okay why are we having like monkey bread and this is not working yeah but I will say, it, like, Georgia Tech having to go down and play in South Florida at a noon game, I mean, there's something to be said. If we can win that game, that is just a kind of one of those mentality momentum boosters for your you and your program. And then we come back against Bowling Green. Um, well, actually, am you I got, skipping ahead? Yeah, you got – Yeah, uh, no, we got to go to Pitt. Right. Um, yeah, we got to go up to Pitt, which that's my first game that – Pittsburgh, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter what their record is, they'll give us some trouble. They gave um, another another team trouble last year. Did they? Really? Well, they I don't, they I don't give recall. a lot of people trouble. I mean, they gave Clemson trouble. They've given they yeah, beat they beat Clemson. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying they beat in Miami past, last year. Yeah, I mean they 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 know what's up now. James Conner's not there anymore, thank the Lord. But because uh, we couldn't stop, I mean we couldn't stop him. He looked like running water running through our defense. Like we looked terrible. But I I think, you know, we got a chance to beat Pitt this year. But then the old Clemson Tigers are going to run into Bobby Dodd 
that's when that's when the rubber's going to meet the road right there. Well, I think you get. I mean, perhaps that maybe your your first night game or, or afternoon game. Y'all played it, them I th- pretty tight. Yeah, I think in recent well, years, right? Georgia Tech's yeah. going to give Clemson a show. I mean, that's the thing is Georgia Tech doesn't lay down for anybody, and the ones we end up usually, it's like one game a year we end up just really looking dumb, but it's never like against the opponent you think it's going to be. You know, like we never lose by more than two touchdowns to somebody that you're supposed to lose to. It's always somebody that you're supposed to beat handily, and then we end up losing by two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah I, I, I buy that. I mean, Tech, I, I think if well, I look could... at last year, we didn't lose to anybody by more than like three points. I mean, it's crazy. Well, the last game of the season, you did. Well, we <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but <laughs> hey, I mean, New Year. He... Yeah, Virginia Tech. Talk to me about them real quick, because y'all go to Virginia Tech, which is tougher. I'm right, and it's a a Thursday night game in Blacksburg. So ESPN will have the inner Sandman thing going. Gosh, and that's when I mean, look here. I'm still sore about them breaking Josh Nesbitt's arm in a bullcrap play up there on a Thursday night in Blacksburg. So like, I'm still mad. Um, like. I don't. I mean, I almost don't eat turkey on Thanksgiving because I hate them that much. <laughs> You're sounding like Art a little bit here. I just. I mean, <laughs> I'm here to tell petty. you how dumb I mean, is that? A gobble played in front of eighty thousand people. Have you ever it's heard just, that? Have you? Did, oh, you hear it over the the loudspeaker? Oh, it's terrible. I, have you ever been to a game up there? I've it's never terrible. been to Lane Stadium, but my brother. Oh, I'll, has, I'll reenact. It goes like this. <laughs> After every first day. <laughs> That's very intimidating. Extremely oh, intimidating. That is. That's like I South mean, Carolina and their like, rooster. Oh, it is horrible. <laughs> Nothing scares you more than you know a, a barnyard bird. animal. Unless, unless you're uh, um, Harbaugh, right? Those are nervous yeah, birds, that's right? That's true. Those are yeah. very real. skittish birds. Like, very sk- <laughs> like they're both akin to yes. chicken. Very skittish. Yes. Gen- but I think that, I mean, that's going to be, we have, I mean, the one thing we do have going for us is a bye going into that Virginia Tech game. Mm. That's a game I would expect y'all to win. I, it I is, think this to year, me. we can go up there and we will do it. But I think, you know, there's, I mean, it's it's never going to be uh, an, a cupcake game to play Virginia Tech. It's certainly not when it's going to be a Thursday night game in Blacksburg. Yeah. But I think that we will we'll take them this year. Well, we're not going to go through and break it down the whole schedule. We don't. Uh, I know we're going to talk about a Saturday in late November, ain't we? Uh, we we certainly can. Uh, <laughs> That's on arts questions. It's it's, uh, it's a simple one. It's a simple one. Let's. Oh, I, I think Daniel. I think Daniel is going to be very sad this year because I believe that Georgia Tech is going to beat Georgia. So we didn't sad, even get to ask. Sad would be an understatement. We didn't get a chance to ask the question. No, she knew, no. She knew it was coming. I knew what was coming. I knew what was coming. And, I mean, here's the thing. There's zero possibility Georgia's going to repeat anywhere near the success they had last year. I mean, just wait, kiss wait, that can you, can you, can you? Do you mean the success they had against Tech or, like, the season? at all. Okay, so, so you're so, okay, so you're going on record. So we can yes. we can see they how they ain't going to no national championship game. Okay, they ain't going to no Rose Bowl. Okay, they're well, not going to be tech. Of course, well, Jenna, the it Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl. It, it, I know. right? It's going it to be it's either the semi is the Cotton Bowl or the uh, Orange Bowl. Sugar? 
Orange Bowl. Orange Bowl, and then the t- t- title game is in Atlanta. Atlanta, right? But that ain't happening. So, so what is what would you say Georgia's uh, loss total would be this year? I think Georgia is going to lose at least two, probably three games Ooh. in their regular season. Gotcha. Guaranteed. So, so Tech is one. I'm guessing Clemson. Well, Georgia doesn't play Clemson this year. Um, I thought y'all played Clemson every year. No, no. I wish we did. Uh-huh. We'll play them. We're we're trying to get another home and home with them. Um, I see. So South Carolina, LSU, and Auburn are the other three games that should be difficult. I would say. Yeah, and I think I think either South Carolina or Auburn. I don't yeah. think you'll beat both of them. I think you might beat one of South Carolina or Auburn, but I don't think you're going to beat both of them. And it seems like South Carolina gets Georgia. You know, it's like if you play them early in the season, they're that team that's like for some reason, and especially when Spurrier was there, it was like Georgia couldn't. They were snake bits against them or something. It is. It is, especially going there. It's it's yeah. it's and one I mean, of those teams where doesn't matter the rankings or whatever that it's always it's, tight. Yes, it's like us and Clemson or Virginia Tech. It used to be back in the '90s, Tech and uh, Virginia and Maryland. That's how it was. I mean, you were going to play them and you were going to lose to one of the two of them. Yeah, and it was crazy. So, so you're calling for about two, two to three losses for the. Bulldogs. I think, yeah, I think Georgia is there. There's, there's just no way that they're going to be able to sustain what they were coming off of. Interesting. I, I, I am not a Georgia fan, but I, I tend to disagree with that statement. Well, you can disagree hard. all you want, but you're going to say redheaded Jenna sure was right. You want to put a wager on that on the air that we have many witnesses to? Absolutely, but I don't bet money. I got to bet like. How about if embarrassment? If, all right, well, I don't know about embarrassment, but how about if Georgia Tech? How many games do you say they're going to lose? Three. I think yeah, I think three. I think it's very realistic possibility for us to be either nine and three or eight and four. So for for Georgia Tech to be nine and three, but how about let's just, put the, let's just is, put the bet on the Georgia and Tech game. Let's just yes. put on that one game. All right, on that one game. Okay. All right. so, how about a, a no, Twitter no, no. profile bet? No, no. I, th- th- this is something that we can. So if. All right, so if if we lose, and this is we're gonna go in on this, you're gonna you don't have to trust Who's me. We? me and Daniel, if we pick, okay. we're gonna pick Georgia straight up, right? This is straight up, right? Yeah. Okay. So if if Tech wins, we'll do what were you gonna say? Twitter profile will change. Yeah, we'll our individuals. We'll, uh, I can change. Any, I'll do both of them. I will change all three of my Twitter profiles for how many? How long, Jenna? How long? Uh, and keep in mind, if Georgia wins, you're going to have a G as your logo. No, not yet. No, 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 no. It's going to be something. You bad. have nothing invested in this. Why are you setting the terms? Be, Look yes. here, my dad will disown me if I have a G as a logo. Okay, so okay, sure. okay, okay. So, uh, so if if scratch that, if Georgia wins, then you have to make me and Daniel a pound cake, and I'm going to okay. tell you, I'm going to tell you, Daniel. Okay. This is like. Do you like pound cake? That sounds good already. It, it's I've like, heard about her you. pound cake. It is, I'm a Chevy Southern woman, okay? I can make a pound I've cake. I've heard about your pan, <laughs> pound cake before. I've heard that it's like moist and it's it is delicious. The, it is the best pound cake. Look here. And, all right. And yes, so I will owe you both, not one, but two pound cakes. Okay. One for each of you. And if Georgia Tech wins, then you will make us a pound cake. No. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I just... Now you've got in my head. I want pound cake, dude. I'm telling you, it's it is worth. I mean, it is worth. It would be worth paying for. Okay, it's that good. All right, but I'm but, just. I'm saying, if Tech wins, I feel like there should have to be like some kind of public retribution for all y'all's hatred. 
is what needs to happen. I mean, if you want, I'll put on a, a Pat Swilling or Coleman Rudolph jersey. Yeah, Art wears jerseys, so that would work. I mean, I could. I, well, that is true. But Pat Swilling, you ought to wear that jersey with pride. I mean, he's. I mean. No, there's nothing. I, you know, I, and this is this is how bad this is my disdain. My my college Sunday school teacher uh, agreed. Tech played Miami in the Gator Bowl years ago, uh, and he said, uh, "If he said I'm buying tickets to this game for you guys, and we were broke college students, and right. he's like, but Art, you have to wear this Georgia Tech hat the entire game. Nice, and you did it. I also was wearing a Miami T-shirt to. to <laughs> That's oh. the dumbest thing. That's jank. That's some jank, jank, jank. You can do that if you if the only time you can do that is if you're a parent and one of your kids plays on each I team. I was not you going. Can't wear both I teams. was not going into the Gator Bowl with just a Georgia Tech. That, that's slightly above the guy that goes to like if I went to a Clemson versus Florida State game and I wore Georgia stuff. That's slightly above that. The guy that wears the, uh, some random school stuff to a game that they're not involved in. On, you my, you wearing both at the same game. You you were talking like I did this last week. This was like I was in college. Okay. I don't care what age you were. I knew better than to do that when I was like four. <sighs> and it you know it wasn't even a flat bill hat. It was. <laughs> Anyhow, we digress. Jenna, we got um, we can talk as long as you want, but I, got, I do have one more question I want to ask. You you uh, alluded to some of the fun things to do around tech, but what's been your greatest memory? Georgia Tech, and and let me preface this: it can't be my greatest memory was when Georgia lost to somebody. Unless oh it has no, 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 unless it a had tech, to be a Tech, right? No, a Tech memory. Well, I have two. I was thinking about this. Um, number one, uh, Trent and I were dating uh, on a Saturday night game when Virginia Tech came into Atlanta, ranked number four in the nation. Okay, and we whooped them. And all of a sudden, the crowd, Trent and I were in the south end zone, and the crowd, as the game grew closer to an end and closer to an end, the crowd was pushing down towards the field level, towards the field level. And he looked at me, and he was like, you ain't going backwards. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, shoot. Well, I'm a little bitty girl. And, like, although the wall is not very high, it's taller than me. And so I'm like, uh... You mean, because we were nine rows back. Like, that's where our season tickets were. And so I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm going to have to jump on this field. And I'm terrified. So uh, we were, I mean, and P.S., we were training for a marathon at this time. So my legs were dead because we had run 14 miles that morning. So, I I mean, it's a night game in Bobby Dodd. It was awesome. We beat Virginia Tech. It's a whiteout. I mean, it just looks amazing. Well, all of a sudden, the horn sounds and people start just pushing towards the field. I mean, everybody's rushing the field. And I'm like, oh, crud. So, sure enough, here I go. And we, I jumped and Trent caught me. And we're on the field. We met up with my sister and my cousin David. And it was awesome. And people took the um, <laughs> took the um, goalpost down and they cut it up somehow i don't know how they got welding equipment on the field at this point <laughs> that's such but, a t- <laughs> i know this is like so georgia tech right here so somebody had like a pocket welder or like a soldering iron somehow and like cut it up to where they could get it out and they reassembled it on the president like they carried it through the campus and reassembled it on the president's lawn <laughs> yeah 
And so anywhere, my sister's freaking out. Trent and I are there. A ton of our friends. My cousin's there. Like, it was just really cool. Um, but I was terrified to jump down. But that's, like, a super awesome memory. But then um, several years ago, so I guess this would have been, Daniel, correct me if I'm wrong, four years ago when Georgia Tech beat Athens for the first time in, like, 100 years. Yeah, 2015. Yeah, in 15. Um the squib kick. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, we, one of our family traditions is if Georgia Tech beats Georgia in Athens, we drive down to the campus and meet the team when they come back to campus. Um, and, like, we did it when I was a little bitty girl, too. So, like, this has been going on forever. But we were all there. Nana was there. Um, which Nana's like Art's probably, I don't know, third or fourth favorite human behind like his wife and kids. Um, that's my grandmother. She's probably ahead of my kid most days. (laughs) Well, my grandmother's awesome. Okay. But so Nana's there, my aunt and uncle are there. My parents are there. Our kids are there. We're just all there together. Um, but lo and behold, we didn't know. Um, but that was the last time we would really get to celebrate with my uncle, um, because he ended up passing away August 1st of the next year. So, um, it's just a really sweet family memory. And then, you know, you're like late as all get out in the varsity, still celebrating with family and, um, you know, but it's so crazy because most of my family memories involve some kind of tech, something like, even if it's just sitting at the rusty sea watching baseball games, like that's, that's how we roll. So, um, but I will say the Music City Bowl, Trent and I went up to the Music City Bowl in Nashville when we played Ole Miss and we ended up losing in that game. Um, but it was a super, super fun game. And I will say this, like if you meet tech fans in the wild or at a game or whatever, like they're typically a very kind and polite fan base. Like you don't really hear of like, well, these jerk Georgia Tech fans, like, I mean, I'm sure there's some out there, but it's not what you think of when you think of our fan base. You're like, these are just, like, sweet, happy nerds. Like, it's just. (laughs) (laughs) I met a, uh, there were very many coming in 2008 leaving Sanford Stadium that were not the most polite. But otherwise, yeah, it's kind of like Vanderbilt. It's kind of like Vanderbilt fans. Like, they're super intelligent and they're just. sweet, happy nerds. Yeah. (laughs) Sweet, happy. You've heard it. Uh, Jenna, thank you so much for joining us. I, I, I guess I do have one more question. Um, now, are, are, is your family affiliated with the locally with the Junior Grizzlies this season? We have a Junior Grizzly football player in your household. We do not this year. He chose not to play um, CYFA football this year. He's taken the season off, but he is a Junior Grizzly baseball player, and we are back on the diamond for some fall ball. So fair enough. I was going to ask you if you had a chance to. Obviously, you're not at football, so you you don't you're not checking that out. But I was I was going to hope you could give us a CYFA report because we don't. Oh well, let me tell you. Let me brag on some of his buddies though, because you know last year they made it all the way to the championship, and then we fell short in the championship to the Etowah fourth graders. But this week they actually open up against Etowah, so maybe they can do it this week. I'm pulling for them. Kind of reverse the curse against those nasty Eagles. That's right. Uh, yeah. Ugh, ugh. Anyhow, Jenna, uh, thanks for your time. Is there anything we haven't covered that you want to talk about? Uh, do y'all hate Urban Meyer as much as I do? 
Yeah. yeah. I showed Art that. <laughs> can I? Okay. I know y'all don't typically is... cover like Olympic sports, but can I give y'all a little Olympic sport update real quick on my gymnastics? Yeah. Okay. So I'm a huge gymnastics fan. And the only time my daddy has ever allowed my sister and I on the campus of UGA is for when we went to Suzanne Yachlin's gym dog camp way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, now she's back as like a volunteer assistant coach, which is crazy. And Courtney yeah. Coupette says y'all's coach. But anyway, um, we just had a national championship this weekend and I'm just 100%, a thousand percent, a million percent just fired up for my awesome gymnasts, girls and guys who are just killing it and who are doing awesome, but especially Simone Biles, because this latest crop of girls has been through so much. I mean, they are survivals, survivors of sexual abuse and terrible systemic abuse by the Carolis and everyone on down and USAG and they're still killing it. And Simone Biles is literally setting records. Like she won by six points. Okay. Like if you think about this, this is like the equivalent of somebody going not only undefeated for an entire football season, but never giving up a touchdown. Like she's incredible. And it's just, I mean, there's so much positive in the world of USA gymnastics, but, um, it's all the athletes and none of the people who are behind the scenes. What happened with the Carolis? I mean, you don't have oh. to go into it, but just summarize well, that. I had so, that. I always liked him. You didn't um, no. Well, we're, NBC, we're, I know NBC, about a lot of the others, four, but not them. Well, every four years, the NBC would give you a fluff piece on the Carolis yeah. and make this narrative that they're just these wonderful people. But, I mean, they were the basically CEO and COO of a systemically abusive situation Mm -hmm. where girls not only in the program of USA Gymnastics, but also on their ranch um, were being really abused. But even more than that, like um, my sister is a retired gymnast. She was far better than even I was. Um, But in, I mean, they kind of set the precedent for the entire USA Gymnastics, and they were terrible to people. Mm. They were emotionally and physically abusive towards girls. They took away food from girls and told them that um, they were fat, and these girls weighed like, you know, 80 pounds. Mm. Um, And, like, there was never – I mean, now we're in the 21st century. We know that athletes need to eat, and they need to eat a certain diet, and they need – um, like lots of protein, lots of, um, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables. I mean, just crazy stuff. My sister went to the Caroli ranch one time and, uh, she came back injured and not at all fed. So, uh, I think that people who are just like, you know, casual watchers of the Olympics once in a while will get this NBC narrative of what they want you to think the Carolis are. And people thought they were awesome because they won. Yeah, but it's just the same thing with Urban Meyer. Like, can I draw a parallel here? You, yeah. you took the words out of my mouth. It is the exact same thing. It's the win at all cost. Um, we don't care. I mean, in the football realm, we don't care if you go to class. We don't care if you get arrested. We don't care if you're beating your girlfriend up. We don't care if you're a coach and you're beating your wife up. If we're winning, who cares? And I will say this: Corey Dennis, one of my favorite players from Georgia Tech, ended up marrying Urban Meyer's daughter, and he works for him now. He's one of his assistant coaches didn't she play volleyball attack 
Uh, she was volleyball at Tech. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's incredible. Like, she's amazing. Um, but, yes, I, I, I just feel like there is so much. So it's not just in football. I mean, you see it in college basketball programs. Hello, North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, you see it everywhere. And it's not okay. Kids need to be kids. And, I mean, I would even venture to say when you get to a college campus and you're 17 or 18 years old, you're still a kid. You need some positive role models in your life who say, like, whoa, bro, like, let's not do that, okay? And, like, if you step out of line, obviously there should be grace, and I believe in second chances. But if you're creating a systemic problem, like, you know, all the way up to the FIG, which is the, um, you know, Federation of International Gymnastics, uh, you know, and all the way down, we got a problem. Just like with the NFL and now college football, we had a problem. So, you know, I mean, it, when it takes a while for you to determine that if you knock a girl out in an elevator that you need to be suspended and then yeah. it takes, you know, like this is a systemic problem. Yeah, and only so, if there's a photo or a video, a video too. Right. Exactly, right. and that's my problem with USA Gymnastics because now that all these people are coming out, oh, now we're going to make changes and make it better. But, like, the problem started years ago and you hadn't done Jack Diddley to fix it. So, you know, and I think it's with football, with everything. And that's why I guess I get defensive of, like, my own football coach, of Paul Johnson, because I think the dude is a good dude, and he makes kids behave. And if you don't, he's kicking you off the team. And he don't care. He's like, get out of here. You're going to be a good dude. You're going to go to class. I mean, Lord help, his starting quarterback had to go to class and missed a day of, you know, probably the last 40 minutes of practice of camp this week because guess what? He's going to class. And I appreciate that he's letting him lead by example. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said be said for that. Uh, and we, yeah, I think some of the biggest the biggest uh, the biggest root of that problem a lot of times I think is a fans and the the boosters or unrealistic oh, expectations. Yeah. And that's oh, not. Yeah. And I'm not just picking on on, on Ohio State. Um, I, I pick on my my team, the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, you, can, uh, you can take it. Y'all to, had your own problems. Well, we had our own problems. Had um, now y'all got you know patron Saint Mark down there. He's going to fix it. Don't worry. But but the the accountability of of what are we creating? You know this when it all costs. Right. Um, and that's why I love that Tech has the the total person program as part of their athletic culture. Um. You know, and and I like that. And I and maybe I'm naive to say. I mean, shoot. Would I love to see us win a national championship? Absolutely. But at the cost of kids not going to class, kids getting arrested, kids doing terrible things. No. Like, and I mean, I know there's a lot of fans who are like, I don't care what they're doing in the off season or what they're doing in their off time. I don't care if they go to class, but I kind of do. I mean, I want them to be decent humans, you know? I mean, shoot, that's why I love the Brown boys so much. They're awesome kids. Yeah. And at some point, you know, the, the, they'll, your football will be over, basketball will be over, gymnastics will be over, right? You want right. We want to. We want uh, productive uh, citizens, not damaged. So, I mean, that's we can we can do a whole podcast on that because I think there's a lot of things that you know take our our cheering interest aside in college football. I think there's a lot of things that uh, you touched on that we could all three go uh, for. Oh, and I know. we could all I go could crazy rant for and rant and rant. Yeah. So, uh, yes. In any event, uh, redheaded Jenna, the, the maker of the best pound cake in the world. We're going to, we're going to take you out. 
Look here, y'all ain't getting no pound cake this year is all I'm saying. We're going to take you out with your music. There we go. <laughs> Jenna, thank you so much. Thank you. Turn it up, bro. If you don't play my fight song, at least play it, it audible. It's, it's, trust me, when it comes to you on the recording, you'll be able to hear it. Jenna, thanks so much for joining us. We had to cut it off. Daniel was about to throw up. We had to cut it off. <laughs> yeah. All right. Love you guys. Y'all have See a great ya. night. Thanks, my friend. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again to... There she goes. Thanks again to Jenna Samples, our super fan, redheaded Jenna, uh, from right here in Canton, Georgia, giving us the tech rundown. Man, we got we got more than uh, our money's worth. Uh, yeah, that was good. So, uh, hey, do you want to you want to jump right into we, we we really only have time for like one more segment of the show. And yeah, well, let's just jump into it. Well, we can talk about Urban another time because I want to focus on actual football and not let this scandal garbage take away uh, like it does every year. Right. It, we talked about that last week. How, yeah. how there's some some BS. Yeah. I guess that's you So know. Urban was suspended three games right. just now. So we'll talk we'll we'll get into that later. But Don't worry about that later. One of the things we wanted to do before the season gets started and we 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 talked about this during our pre-show pre-show meeting uh 2 minutes before we went on the we we, yeah. we started recording. There's like four or five football games this weekend, which I'm like, are these really like real college football games? It's like nothing, nothing says, you know, it's like no- a Thursday, this Thursday ahead of time I can deal with, you know, right. like they always had a South Carolina game yeah, on Thursday yeah. night and that I can deal with, but a whole Saturday ahead is kind of, I don't know. It's, it's, and there's, it's it. not like you're getting a great game yeah. it's no you're not i would rather watch uh the high school football it on a feels night. like bowl season it feels yeah. like early bowl season yeah where you're just like they're playing uh, it's football mm, that's great i might put it on but i'm not gonna no. i'm not gonna but anyway what we wanted to talk about was our top we want to yeah, and we're not predicting do we decide we're going to predict conference winners or we just said we're gonna, no we're just going to pick the top four right right just playoff playoff teams and then our finals so okay and uh i'm gonna can I go first? You go first. All right. Uh, here's my top four teams, especially with um, I've got Alabama. There's no surprise coming out of the SEC. I think they win the I think they win the SEC title. Yeah. I got them as my number one seed. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with the safest bet. Bold. There. Right. Uh, I'm going to get a little crazy. I'm going to say this is Wisconsin's year. Wisconsin runs the table. And the West and the Big mm-hmm. the Big Ten, I guess they called the West. They just suspended their best receiver, you know, from Georgia, Quintez Cephas. They'll they'll be able to do it without him. Mm. I'm I'm buying whatever Wisconsin selling. Okay. Uh, they're going to upset Ohio State in the Big Twelve title game. Cool, I'd take that. And uh, they'll go undefeated, and they'll 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 be the team that was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're actually in the in the playoff. Yeah. Nobody, nothing can stop them. Number two. Then I'm going to go with Washington because I think most people think the Pac-12 is the weakest conference, but I think Washington wins that. I think there's too much turmoil in the Big the Big 12, and then Washington sneaks in. Mm-hmm. And then I think Clemson's going to lose a game at some point along the way, uh, and they'll, they'll, the, the cards, the chips will fall once Wisconsin beats Ohio State in the title game. Clemson sneaks in as the ACC title champion. They'll get the number four seed. We'll have a rematch of the matchup last year, uh, one and four, this time, Clemson being the four, Bama being the one. Who will be starting a quarter uh, for, at quarterback for Clemson? Uh, I think at that point, at some point, I mean, in the playoff. And ooh, I, I mean, I tell you what, I gotta think that Trevor Lawrence is gonna get a shot at some point. Yeah, and I think once he gets a shot, he ain't gonna relinquish. And he can take them to the playoff. He can he can pull a from. 
He can't. He can't. Now he didn't play in the Little League World Series. So I don't know if this. <laughs> but yeah. but I think that uh, I I think he has the tools to to lead a team. And then I've got uh, I've got Bama in Wisconsin in the national title game. Probably okay. the most boring title game. Oh, that would be brutal. All right, I picked I picked the worst oh, case scenario. Gosh. And uh, and then I picked Alabama to win another national title, and we have another year of hearing how great Alabama is, and another year of hearing South Carolina Gamecock fans telling us how great the SEC is, which doesn't make any sense to me because South Carolina <laughs> won't be in the games. I don't understand why they would be claiming an SEC title. I mean, the national title. Which, by the way, we're we're gonna try to regularly pull the best of the message board world on a weekly basis. Right. I forgot to do that this week. And it, so it, it won't. Okay. I did South- see one funny thing okay. from South Carolina board. They were saying, what will the Georgia fans excuses be when South Carolina beats them in week two? And one response that I thought was hilarious was cause you know, in recruiting when a, when a school like Bama or somebody doesn't get a player, they go someone else. They say, well, that guy wasn't really a take for us. One guy said, the Georgia fans will say, well, this game wasn't really a take for us. <laughs> I was like, that's funny. That's funny. I give you credit for that. Um, anyways, uh, we won't lose that game. But, so so hopefully, right. you know, we so like Daniel alluded to, hopefully we'll get this regular segment because I yeah. think it's very entertaining to see what the very. what the people have to say about the people. Right. Yeah. The experts. Like Dirt Squirrel. <laughs> We're gonna have to I'm gonna have to track him and follow him because he he had some actual reasonable thoughts. All right. So I didn't uh, I didn't necessarily think of a one through four, and I also didn't pick the champion. So I'll have to do that on the fly here live. My four Bama, which man, a part of me wanted to go full homer and say Georgia's somehow gonna upset them, but I can't pick that. That that would be stupid. Clemson, shocking. Um, see, I have Ohio State in there, but I, I what another thing I just learned is that. In week three, Ohio State plays TCU, and mm. they won't have Urban. So here's the thing. If they lose to TCU, and then they go on and lose one more Big Ten game, and then they win, are people going to say for the committee, but Urban wasn't their coach then, so they're a better team. Because like they said sure. for Clemson last year, well, Kelly Bryant was hurt in that game. Right. so I don't know. I wanted to go Penn State, but I didn't. Okay, the fourth, I wanted to pick somebody outside the top six or seven. So I went Notre Dame's going to sneak in with Brandon Wimbush. Come Notre again. Dame. I think there's something wrong with my head. The headset. Irish. Uh, uh, Why not? I, hey, I'm going to say, they, they were closer than you would expect last year to getting in. Remember, they came up until the end of the season. Didn't they play Miami? And they lost Miami? They got throttled okay. by Miami. Coming into Miami, they were in the top five or six in the playoff, the committee's rankings. And then they got exposed for the slow. Right. It was the same. But they're going to get. It was the same. Like Georgia exposed North Carolina, Notre Dame early because the team speed was, the, the, the speed of Georgia's defense was so much faster. Uh, Miami's defense, so much faster. Yeah. Are you going to tell me over the course of a season? Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, they don't play Miami in Georgia, so that's why they have a chance. That's what you're, is that I'm what you're telling me? I'm just saying, one way or the other, I had to pick somebody that was a little more of a long shot. Like last year, Georgia started, what, 13th or 15th or something like that. Somebody from outside, I can't, I can't just take chalk. I know you picked four in the top six, but I can't. Look at Notre Dame's schedule. I'm very, schedule. Let's, let's take a look at their schedule. I'm, I, I did play it close to the vest. And okay, I, Michigan. Not, they're going to beat Michigan. All right. I mean, how they're is gonna Michigan ranked 14? I don't know. Is that, is that a joke? 
Shea Patterson, I, I guess. I don't I don't understand it. They're going to be Vandy. They're going to be Wake Forest. Stanford at home. At home, they got that. They're going to beat them. Virginia Tech's a joke. Well, I'm not a joke, but, you know, I don't think that highly of them. Pittsburgh, right. they'll beat. Navy, they'll beat. Northwestern, they'll beat. Florida State, they'll lose to. Syracuse, they'll beat. And then it'll come down to Notre Dame. Uh, South, so you Southern Cal, know right. What's going to happen? I mean, yeah, Southern Cal. So, I don't know. I'm just I'm just taking a shot there. You know what? That if if you were talking about a sleeper, I think that's a safe pick. I mean, I think they that's can a great beat pick. Florida State. Now that sure. I'm thinking about it, I at, expect at, them to beat Florida State at, at South Bend. So they lose to USC, and they're a one loss Notre Dame. And they don't have one to, loss Notre Dame is not being kept out. And so they're sitting in the catbird seat at one loss. They're probably hanging around, lurking at number five or number six. Yeah. Come uh, a conference uh, play championship game, somebody loses. Right. Like. And boom, there you go. They slip in. Notre Dame. I'm what? telling you, luck of the hours. Washington sitting there my, undefeated. They lose, and then Notre Dame just jumps right in. That's my wild card. That's my, that's my outside-the-box pick for the playoffs. Notre Dame gets into the playoff. Um, <clears throat> if I had to rank them, I'd say Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Bama mm-hmm. beats Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't want to say Clemson and Bama in the title game again. That's way too easy. So I'm going to flip it. I'm going to say it's Bama – Against Ohio State, Bama beats them. Clemson against Notre Dame. I'm going to put Notre Dame in the title game, and Bama's going to beat them in a rematch of 2012. Okay, so this is going to be as as horrible as it was the yeah. In it's going to be a beating. So you've got Bama Notre Dame. I've yeah. got Bama Wisconsin. So we we kind of did go off the cuff a little bit with. It's not going to be the ACC, you know, or it's going to be either. I've got Big Ten. I've got. Kind of the underdog yeah. in the Big Ten. Not underdog, but... I got Wisconsin. You got Notre Dame, a, a true dark horse. Yeah. We both have Bama winning, so... Yeah. It's a safe <sighs> pick. Very safe pick. Any Heisman front runner to you? You know, I haven't I haven't really... You're, you're catching me off guard here with Heisman we'll front runner. We'll get into that later. We can... We can I, do I that think, next week. Um, there's definitely... I don't think in week one we're going to be missing out on too many Heisman performances. When I say week one, no. I mean this, this coming weekend. But That's uh, like the Seneca Wallace Award. Who who goes crazy early in the season as the Heisman front runner and then disappears. One bad game. Yeah, somebody will like, go crazy and then they'll, they'll be, this is a Heisman front runner. And then they'll end up giving it to the quarterback of the best team or, or maybe a running back. Right. Maybe. And it's a shame. I give you a Heisman front runner. Yeah. Will Greer. Will Greer? That's, we talked about him good, last last week, but I like the, I the like offense that. they're in. Now he won't be he'll be the best player on that team, but he won't be the best player on the best team. Because West Virginia right. is not going to be the best team. But at the same time, I think to not to to win it if you're not not like the, a quarterback on one of the best teams or a running back, you have to do what Lamar did, which is just go crazy. So, yeah, Greer could do that. He certainly is going to put up the numbers, right? Stays healthy. And and here's another guy that can do it, and I hate to say this, but Taquan Marshall's been in Georgia Tech's offense for a long time. Uh, yeah, he's not going to win that. He's not going to win the Heisman? No. I think a guy that's going to get a lot of hype for it is Trace McSorley. I don't think he's going to win it. Right. But that's yeah, going to – dude, that. he's going to be pushed down our throats I could see like that. crazy. I could see that. So, anyways. Uh, so, there we have it. Uh, you you you're calling McSorley the early kind of two quarterbacks we got. Yeah, and I think uh, McSorley will be the guy that gets the the biggest campaign and the most, especially ESPN love. 
You know, Big Ten, they love the Big Ten. So. Yeah, my God. Even though Ohio State fans say that they hate them. I don't know. The, the Ohio State fans will call it the call it S-E-C-P-N. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God bless. Those, that's another thing is those, those clown fans that yelled and blamed, you know, Courtney Smith are going to feel validated like, see, Urban did nothing wrong. We were right. And it's just so... It's so mm. shameful. Isn't it, though? So. But did we? we, we Shame on you. We won't get We won't get. We promise not to get into it, but I just. Three games. Three games. A.J. Green got suspended for longer than that for selling his jersey. T- okay. <laughs> did, it, did I call this last week? Did I call yeah. this two weeks ago? Yeah, a couple weeks ago? I, I called this a couple weeks ago? And now he's talking. God, Urban Meyer talking. He is a slime ball. I mean, he is a. Oh, despicable. Anyways. Mm. I, I, I will say, uh, this is the last comment I will make on Urban Meyer tonight, but I, I have a, a colleague who's an Ohio State fan. I asked I asked her, I said, hey, what's your thoughts on Urban? She said, as a as a coach who wins, that's great. The problem is it's win at all costs. Kind of like Jenna was saying earlier, it's win at all costs, and he he is not a person of integrity. No. While he preaches one thing, he he his actions say another. And I mean, I think we can all be hypocritical, but he is the. I think the arrogance he carries mm-hmm. uh, takes his hypocrisy to a whole nother level. Absolutely. Um, and so that's not to sound self righteous because I can be hypocritical, but uh, like I said, I think we all can. But gosh, I mean, to to, to just boldly call out a reporter and say, "Who makes a story like this up?" and call a reporter a liar when you know. A hundred percent in your head that he's right. Right. Is just, it's, and then to say, oh, I wasn't ready to take questions about that. And that's why I lied. <sighs> it's just you can say anything these days as an excuse. Like when when let's get political here. When Trump went out and said, I don't see any reason why it would be Russia, and then he comes home and he says, No, I meant to say wouldn't. <laughs> like, no, no, you did. Like any, you can say anything, and then people right. just forget about hey, it. Hey, I, I misspoke. I misspoke. That's yeah. the you know that's the the buzzword nowadays. Man, so. if you're winning though, God Almighty, that's it, it's what it's turned into. Win at all costs. But screw that, screw that. Let's be happy about actual at college athletes performing on the field. Absolutely. Yeah? And and we, we're what eleven days away from that from Man. from that coming up. Uh, we've we've got a, I think we got our, our our whistle wetted just a little bit with some good high school football the last couple of weeks. Um, or last week, I'm sorry, with the opening week. So now we've got one more week, and then college football takes center stage next, really in earnest next Thursday. Uh, season kind of kicks off, and then into the weekend, into Labor Day weekend. Yeah, what a great, isn't that great to start a three day weekend with college football? It's perfect, I mean, perfect, <sighs> unless your team loses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, I do feel sorry for LSU fans. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, let briefly, I sent you that. That link, they had a players-only meeting, and I didn't the season read, hasn't I didn't, even started. Yeah, I didn't read it, but that's very interesting. The, man, if you're having players-only meetings before the season starts, you're in trouble. That doesn't sound very good. Yo, for, yo, yo. That doesn't sound good for Coach O. Ooh, fractured team. Mm, mm, fractured mm, locker room. Well, we're out of time, man. We are. So, uh, once again, thanks thanks for our, our super fan, Jenna Samples, for joining us to talk a little tech football. That's Yeah, and I, you, can't say, you can't say that we're not – we may be harsh on tech for good, I mean, obvious <laughs> reasons, but 
we did just see 45 minutes to all tech talk yes. and all of it was positive yeah. you know we didn't so yes i think that's i think that's fair you got to give the people what they want right yeah so we, we we gave the people what they want there's a little bit of tech talk and then uh you know next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming mm-hmm. uh we'll we'll preview we'll we'll preview a handful of games for you next week and uh, do, are we bringing our picks back? Our picks kind of faded towards the end of the season last year. Are we bringing our picks back? Oh, I forgot about or that. Or maybe it's just me and you who pick against each other. Yeah, and let's just, just pick one-on-one. Yeah, because... Because everybody gave up really quickly. They were Well, they were so far behind, even when we dangled money in front of them. Uh, when you get that far behind, it's, it's just, hard to It's hard to come back. back. And, yeah, so we'll pick against the spread, and then me and you go head-to-head. And yeah. We'll figure it Put out. Put something on the line. Maybe some... Barbecue. Mm, barbecue. 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 I need like some that. redemption. Well, I am Arthur Mosley. He is. I'm Daniel Allen. We are the role players. Our opinions don't matter. You should listen to us anyway. You can find us on Twitter at the role players and the number one, or on SoundCloud, the role players with the blue microphone, and on iTunes. iTunes. Uh, look us up, follow us, share us. Tell people about us. Subscribe, because when you subscribe, it just gets it pops, pops up on your right, phone. Right on your phone. You, know? you don't have hey, to. You can tweet us, man. If if you think we're doing a horrible job, there's something you want to talk about. If you want to appear on the show, that's yeah, that's true. It, <laughs> um, really, just about anybody can. Yes, within yeah. reason. Yeah, I mean, and if you're under the age of 18, we need parental consent. But yeah. otherwise, I mean, right. you're more than welcome. If the you more got things to say. Yes. Yeah. If you have a show idea, a topic idea, okay, yeah, yeah, we could, we will take. You can that that can be through DM or or straight up. You know, you can just put us on blast on Twitter. Yeah, guys, we hope you all have a great week. One more weekend to go before college football. You guys hang in there. Mm-hmm. We're gonna shout make out it. to Henry Mosley for letting me use his headphones tonight. Coming in close on the air. Yeah, I'm just gonna put that out there. Coming in close. So big, big job. Yeah. All right, guys, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.